right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. Hit us up on Twitter at Josh on Ref at Plank Show. This was um, really good from Shy on Twitter who hit us up. All I'm going to say is as amazing as 90s UCLA or Arizona were, there was not the same parity in the sport then as now. The level of competition in 2022 is so much higher than in the 90s, not to take anything away from those teams. Well, we welcome in from OUinsider.com, Joey Helmer, who has become the guy to turn to when it involves softball. Joey, when we're talking about make, staking a claim to being the greatest team ever, that's a pretty good point from Shy, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, Oklahoma has made two very emphatic statements. We, we look over the course of this season, and obviously it's been so dominant, but and when you get to the final four and to come off a loss like that and outscore two of the best four teams in the country, 31, what, 16 and 15 in their yeah. last uh, two games, 31 to one is just really, it's, it's, un, it's unheard of. I mean, it's, in, it's insane what Oklahoma has done to UCLA and uh, Texas over the last couple of games. And, and if you're on that Texas side of things, I, I just I feel like you have to feel so defeated right now. Like what what do we do? I mean how how not only how do we win a game, but gosh, how do we even stay in a game at this point against these guys? What in your opinion? Let's focus on Texas for a bit. You were down there. You were in all the post game press conferences, Joey. Um, a lot of reaction to obviously the emotional response from Haley Dolcini. What was it? Um, that kind of caught your attention from that last night. Yeah, that and, you know, I, I thought Mary Iacopo's comment about they're really freaking good. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it's, it, that's about as perfectly put as you, you could say it. I mean, they're really dang good. Oklahoma is um, in that discussion of being the best team of all time. And uh, what, once, Things kind of started to snowball on them after Taylor Snow's homer, and then Oklahoma just poured it on them. I mean, we've seen it so many times this season, and it just—it's like when that train gets rolling, it's really hard to stop. And so, on the Texas side of things, it's how—how how do we prevent that train from getting rolling? I mean, it, one of the biggest factors um, for them is something that has got them to this stage and that's they can't commit errors that first inning was you saw the errant throw by Dolcini and then it just unraveled from there and Texas committed four errors last night that's not a winning formula but that is definitely not winning a winning formula against Oklahoma in the national championship Joey um how impressed have you been with Hope Trotwine She's been spectacular. I was talking with someone last uh, night or the night before and saying, you know, in some ways, this is G. Juarez from last year. Right. I mean, as good as she has been all year, and the ERA really speaks for itself. I mean, it's been sub one the entire season, but it feels like she's taken it to another level. Now, I understand she walked four batters last night. Uh, the, the three in the first inning, and that's how Texas got the run. But 
uh, by and large, she's been dominant in this World Series and in this postseason. And so, yeah, it's been incredibly impressive to see. And it's it's like every time Oklahoma gets to the postseason, they're going to have a pitcher that's going to elevate their game. And uh, they, they've done this. Nicole May was really good there the first couple weeks as well before the World Series. So she helped in. Um, they, they've done this largely without Jordan uh, Jordy Ball, which just makes it so much more impressive, in my opinion. You know, I brought this up earlier, and it's maybe even an unfair thing to say, but could you imagine Texas if they lost Haley Dolcini in the regional, Northwestern if they lost Danielle Williams in the regional? You know, you start going down the list, and I know Holly Acevedo has been really good, but let's take Megan Faramo away from UCLA when the postseason starts. You know, go down the list of some of these aces and take them away from teams. You took Jordy Ball away, who has pitched even, even with the numbers for Oklahoma and the innings pitched in the postseason for Hope Troutwine, right? Jordy Ball has still thrown more innings than any other pitcher for Oklahoma this season. And she hasn't thrown but what four in the in the postseason. You take your ace away, and you're still able to do this, Joey. That's pretty stinking incredible. Well, many teams like like you mentioned, uh, all those other teams with those aces, and those are outstanding teams. But it, it would be crippling to to lose a Danielle Williams, uh, to to lose a Haley Dolcini, um, you know, to lose for Rainbow for UCLA. Oklahoma has, I mean, the offense is so good and so electric that it's alleviated some of the stress, I feel like, for this pitching staff. But that's not entirely giving them all the credit because this pitching staff has been really, really darn good. And like you said, you're losing who's been the best pitcher in the country this season in Jordy Ball. And they've been able to still steamroll this thing. And I think all of us were shocked when they lost the game to UCLA. I know I was. So um, it's just, it's been incredible on so many levels for what Oklahoma's done this postseason and this entire season in general. Who's your leader for most outstanding player? Hmm. I think it's a fantastic question. And I'm glad you asked it because any other year, Gosh, I mean, you could certainly make a case for Hope Troutwine to, to be the most outstanding player with how good she's been. T.R.A. Jennings, I mean, she comes out with the grand slam in the first game and uh, just hitting home runs. And uh, Jada Coleman was my pick going into the World Series uh, for most outstanding player, and she has not done anything to hurt her cause either. You know, you look across this lineup, and it's it's been insane, but then – what Jocelyn Allo has been able to do. I mean, she's the most outstanding player in this tournament. I just, it's been just unbelievable. Um, I, I hope Oklahoma fans have realized how different this run is uh, with Jocelyn Allo and how special uh, what she's doing is because uh, it's very Bonds-like. It's greatest of all time-like. Um, and so, yeah, that, that was – uh, the obvious pick coming into the tournament was to pick Jocelyn Allo, but I tried to go a different direction, and I don't think I was bad with the direction I went, but, uh, yeah, it, it would have to be Jocelyn Allo at this point. 
I'm not going to be in the business of even with this being OU Texas, you know, pointing and laughing and, you know, having any fun with Haley Dolcini, who's poured her mm. heart and soul into this. And clearly last night was very upset with the way that things played out for her and for her team and was emotional afterwards being asked questions in the, the press conference. Having said that, that does give me, in my mind, one more indication that I just feel like this thing's over. I think Oklahoma, they're not going to romp like they did last night, but I don't think tonight's going to be particularly close either. I think Oklahoma's winning the national championship this evening. So with that prediction in mind and in tow, Joey, is this the greatest college softball team of all time? I, I think it is. I, I honestly do. And we're we're going to hash and rehash that over the, the coming months. That, that's going to be some topic of discussion in, in, even in the next season. But, uh, the, you know, after they lost to UCLA, I thought they took a significant hit in that regard. And two hours later, they had steamrolled them 15 to nothing. And I said, you know what? That is what the greatest team of all time does. They have an off game, they somehow lose, and they come back and beat one of the best teams in the country by 15 runs in the semifinals. And then, oh, by the way, uh, they come out and win game one of the championship series 16 to 1. So, yeah, I, I think. If this is not the greatest team of all time, you know, I looked in 1994, uh, Arizona, 2008, Arizona State's also in that mix. Those are a couple of the teams uh, that you'd be looking at. But what this team has done throughout the entire course of this season, the dominance with which they have played is unprecedented. And so uh, that, that certainly leads towards Oklahoma being at the top of that list. And, um, I, you know, I thought you brought up a good point with uh, regards to Dulcini as well. Um, Chris asked me what my takeaway was from that press conference, and that was one of the takeaways. Last night, it felt like Texas was defeated in that press conference. Uh, they're down one game to none in this series. You can still win this series by winning the two next two games. And uh, I, I just, I, I did not like the body language from Texas last night. It was like they feel like this thing is over. So do you throw Jordy tonight? Uh, I, I would not be surprised if that's the case. That What what a story that would be mm-hmm. if she does not pitch largely throughout the postseason and she comes in to finish this thing off after how good she's been this year. That that, that would be some kind of story. And um, I, I just – I tend to be along the lines of Josh here and thinking, <laughs> obviously – Probably going to be a little closer than it was last night, but um, I, I do think Oklahoma carries carries the uh, hoist the trophy tonight. Once we're all said and done here, so uh, one more quick one on softball. Then I want to get a quick football take from you. But I get I know that you know at OUinsider.com you guys cover everything, but there's been a lot of questions about recruiting, and there's some transfer buzz that's out there. We know um, they've got an incredible class that's coming in. The top pitcher player in the country uh, in Kirsten Deal is uh, signed to play for the Sooners in 23. What's kind of what's kind of the buzz that you're hearing on the recruiting and transfer trail right now? Yeah, we'll see. Um, n- nothing definitive, but that that always picks up right after yeah. the season. I, I um, have heard that 
there's a big time name that uh, potentially is headed this way. And like you said, I mean, Oklahoma is reloading when it comes to the uh, bringing the number one pitcher in in the country and uh, what they've done there. I, I thought immediately after last season, and Oklahoma obviously didn't uh, need any help in the in their outfield um, last year, but um, I, I thought it's you know you see a name like KB Sides go into the transfer portal, and I remember I, my jaw dropped when I saw that. I was like, oh, uh, Oklahoma, um, <laughs> what? KB Sides is in the portal. Right? That'd be a good fit for you. Yeah. And so. Uh, there, you saw what she did at Arkansas this year, which was incredible. So there's always some names like that. I, I know uh, Alex Storacco at uh, Michigan um, has another year. So um, she, I don't believe, is going back to Michigan. I think she's pretty set on that. So there's always movement right after the season. It'll be interesting to, to see uh, what, what all takes place, not maybe just with Oklahoma's roster, but with others around the country. All right, uh, Joey, before we let you go, um, I know that uh, Parker's on the road and they're out covering a big event. You guys have all kinds of recruiting coverage at OUinsider.com, but it seems as if there is a lot of positive buzz coming off the Champion Barbecue weekend. Yes, there is. And, uh, there are, I think, some uh, more key visitors this weekend. So, yeah, Oklahoma is uh, picking it up here on the recruiting trail and uh, that momentum just continues to steamroll for them. And uh, how good was it last night to see? <laughs> it, you know, it's it's so funny because uh, we've had these conversations about the caravan and uh, how all these programs in Oklahoma are connected. And, uh, there's Brett Venables front and center at the game last night, and Trey Young's taking it in. So uh, all that stuff matters when you talk about recruiting. That that's that's exposure for the program, and so. Uh, that's no small thing, by the way. Uh, I agree. All right. Hey, Joey, enjoy it tonight, man. I'll see you out there. Keep up the great work at Joey Helmer 24-7 and at OUinsider.com. Thanks, guys. Always appreciate it. My God, love that, dude. Joey Helmer. Great perspective. And I think Joey would even say he's really, really embraced it, right? He has gone all in. Um, I mean, heck, he's even doing his own bracketology. <laughs> and it's good. So I appreciate Joey. All right, you want to do the uh, top five stories of the day next, Josh, brought to you by Newcastle Casino? Are you kidding me? I would love nothing more outside of just seeing Oklahoma pound Texas again tonight. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Plank Show with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. Make sure you check out Joey Helmer's work at OUinsider.com. We appreciate him being a part of the Plank Show every Thursday at 10 a.m. Newcastle Casino brings you the top five stories of the day next. All right, it is the... Plank show right here on The Ref with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. There is a lot to get to on the show, and we only have 38 minutes left. Not like I'm counting down. So let's get after it, Josh. The top five stories of the day um, available are available. You can get them online. Just search ESPN.com or Soonersports.com like I do. Uh, Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Grateful for Newcastle Casino jumping up and becoming a major part of the Plank Show. Newcastle Casino located off I-44, exit 107, 12 minutes 
from Will Rogers Airport, 3,000 electronic games, 14 table games, including blackjack, three-card poker, ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Baccarat. Check them out, Newcastle Casino. Big story number five. Number five. Live, live, live golf. PGA Tour has now suspended the golfers who have chosen to join and play on the Live Golf Tour. That was a breaking story this morning. Is that report right on the amount of money that some of these guys are getting? Yes. A hundred million? Yep, yep. And, I mean, there's reports that not – I don't know that everything's a substantiated report at this uh, juncture, but, for example, someone locally in Taylor Gooch who is a rising – was a rising star on the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's conversation that he's getting getting the type of money in the $30 million type range. So the PGA Tour today suspended the 17 members who are competing in the inaugural Live Golf event, which is being held Thursday outside of London. They're also no longer eligible to compete in tour events or the President's Cup Phil Mickelson had this to say yesterday whenever it became official that he had become a member of Live Golf. And I think... I um, choose not to speak publicly on PGA Tour issues at this time. I will play next week's U.S. Open. I'm looking forward to it. Mm. It was made clear to me through extensive conversations that I was able to play if I wanted to. PGA I wasn't ready to play and compete. I hadn't, I hadn't practiced. I hadn't, I'd played a couple rounds, but I wasn't sharp. I didn't feel like I was ready. Uh, but it was made clear that I had the option to, and I just chose not to. Hmm. I missed being there, but I didn't have a desire to be there. Is this is, this is interesting. So they're playing today, right? Yeah, I'm watching right now on YouTube. Oh, is that where it is? Yep. Uh, here's what Peter Burns, who's a golf guy, said. He says, very big spring football league vibes. Occasionally you see a name you recognize, and the visual presentation is a little different. Can't help but think a better approach would have been to work with Tour and do a four-tournament spinoff. Yeah, I mean, Maybe. wait, who who said that? Uh, Peter Burns. He's a L- former LSU golfer, and he's, he's a SEC Network guy now. Okay, gotcha. So he's got no affiliation with the golf right. channel. No, or... no, no, none. Now he does do PGA events. Like he was on the call for the PGA Championship on their stream. So he there might be this. Well, you know, I'm doing stuff for the PGA still. Right. Yeah. And to me, you have to take those types of opinions with a grain of salt. If there's any, any sort of connection back to the PGA Tour, which hey, you know, you know where your bread gets you know, buttered, right? Know where you get your paycheck. I get that part of it. The bottom line is I do think there's been some failings along the way, particularly from Greg Norman in getting this thing set up with television partners. There's There's been hurdles because of the existing relationships that the PGA Tour has in terms of television partners. So it's not great right now. And I, I'm not going to disagree with what was said there. 
it, it looks a little minor league watching okay. this on YouTube right now, but it's going to get better as it goes. And when you have the type of financial support that this Live Golf has, guess what? More and more golfers are going to join this thing as it comes mm-hmm. back to the United States. It's not going – because the PGA Tour decided to play hardball plank, this is not going to stay at eight events. It's going to expand beyond that. They're going to get competitive with the PGA Tour. Eventually, they will have a legitimate television partner, and I don't agree that they need to needed to have some – partnership to make this just a four event spinoff from the PGA Tour. The PGA Tour has turned this thing into where now it's going to be a big time legal battle by sus- suspending these players today by Monahan getting out in front of the microphones. He you know, the mistake that he made was being as public as he was with the way that they were going to approach this and draw this big hard line in the sand. He should have kept this he should have kept it out of the the public limelight and brokered a deal behind closed doors. He didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And so now the the battle lines on both sides are drawn, and this thing's going to turn into a major legal battle. Big story number four. Number four. To show you how popular the softball talk has been today, this is the first mention on this show of this for the first time in 12 years the boston celtics have a home game in the nba finals and they will win it going away the final score boston 116 golden state 100 the celtics have a two games to one lead in the nba finals did i tell you i listened to about all of game two on the boston radio network i think we talked about this on the show and the celtics radio guy is the most defeatist person i've ever heard in my life seems pretty happy there more than matt pinto well, Matt, at least whenever a game is over, has a little juice to him still, right? He's still – this dude is like, final score, Celtics lose, postgame's next. It's like, whoa. Okay, buddy. We did have an injury to talk about. Was there an injury to Steph Curry that forced him out of the game? Uh, no. You mean when they dove on the floor for the jump ball? Yeah. I, I kept him in the game. Right, and then you took him out at the two-minute I took mark. him out with two minutes left because we were down by 14 points, so – the injury didn't force him out of the game, but I took him out down 14 with two minutes left because we weren't going to catch up. Meanwhile, the NBA Finals has been talked about a lot more than we have on this show. And if it feels like every conversation has nothing to do with the game, but here's Jason Tatum. It's tough, right? Because, uh, you know, so much media attention and you know, the, the, the routines are different. We practicing at the Garden and things like that. So in those moments, you know, it's like, you know, this is a lot. This is the finals. This is big. But at the same time, you want to keep the same focus of, you know, we got a game on Friday. We got we got lock in and things like that. Uh, so, you know, when you walk in the garden and, you know, it's already, you know, filled while you're warming up, um, you definitely notice a different energy. Um, but you can't get too caught up in that. Um, you know, it's still basketball, still a game. And, you know, we're just trying to, you know, win one at a time. So do we accept that the Celtics are going to win the title here? Because it's do two not. to one, and now it's over. Because that's all I'm sure we're talking about today. It's over. No, we we will not. Uh, we will temporarily write the obituary for ah, Draymond okay. Green's career, but we will not call time of death on the Warriors just yet. I still <laughs> think they're winning the series. I I, I will say I think my I think this was my favorite I've gone anti Draymond Green I just can't stand the guy 
I think this was my favorite moment last night from the press conference. Draymond, I'm not saying it's why you struggled tonight by any means, but I found listening to your podcast recaps the last couple of games pretty interesting. Are you conscious at all of what you're saying about the X's and O's, the game plans, the adjustments could be making their way back to Boston staffers and influencing their decision-making at all? I don't say much different on the podcast than I say to you right here. So. <laughs> I can't listen to his podcast. <laughs> but he does talk a lot of ass, but that's nothing new. He always has. Um, game four in this series, are, isn't it like on Monday? Is that is that when they're finally going to play game four of this series? I thought series? it was Friday. Is it Friday? Okay. I thought we I thought we had said last week Sunday, Wednesday, Friday. Well, you might be right. I'm being somewhat of a smartass, but um, so here is what the schedule looks like for the rest of the NBA Finals. Friday, eight o'clock, tip time on ABC. Monday is Game Five, and Game Six and Seven will be Thursday and Sunday. So, are they going to be okay with only one day off between games, Josh? Are Are they going to have to rest some guys in order to get through the game? tomorrow night it'd be a good idea for boston to load manage <laughs> all right big story number three number three so the browns continue to get asked about deshaun watson and the stories continue to get worse here is i don't know how good this audio is but this was some raw kevin stefanski talking about the new allegation maybe wait for it wait for it all right here we here we go by that as the more information has come out since then? Yeah, I understand, Jake. Uh, the question, I think, for me, I'm going to be respectful of the investigation of the legal proceedings. I'm going to let that the, the 24th civil lawsuit that was filed, uh, Watson's own attorney said they had no knowledge of, of this woman. Was that a, an allegation you guys, or, or an alleged incident you guys were aware that might have happened or alleged to have happened during your investigation? Yeah, again, I can't add much. Uh, I'm let both the investigation and, and the legal proceedings play. Do you We're, think the investigators should look into more stuff that you guys uh, contracted to, to look into these situations? Yeah, I think we kind of talked through uh, that at the time. Jake, I'll stand by what you said. So, by the way, this continues. I know it's hard to listen, but this continues for like 30 more seconds. I mean, Jake Trotter is not letting up here. Stan, is his standing with the Browns affected at all? I mean, you can answer to what the Browns' stance is. Is he still, you know, your franchise quarterback? Any any trepidation? Or is he still on solid ground with you guys? Yeah, I think, Nate, we're, we're here making sure that we get good practice in. The guys did a nice job out there today. I'm not going to comment past that. Uh, but... I think we've got to be respectful of the process, be respectful of the legal proceedings. Hmm. Kudos. By the way, bravo Browns media. Thank you. Thank you, Jake Trotter. Thank you for not just accepting it. Yeah, well, you know, we're not really going to talk about it. Well, their attorney even said they didn't know the 24th allegation, did you? Well, you know, we, we talked through some things. Is his standing with the team in trouble? Well, you know, it's just <laughs> it should be. Um, the NFL's got to put them. They've got to do something. They got to do something. Not getting fired up. I'm not going to risk my voice over to Sean Watson. But the uh, big story that came out of yesterday was, I mean, Baker did what I thought. He kind of started to call their bluff a bit. He goes, "Listen, I'm going to show up." Like, oh, let's mutually agree to not have you show up. Good times. Um, this just keeps getting worse for Cleveland, right, Josh? Yeah, I, I mean, it, it just doesn't look good. 
I, I'd like to know more about what the guarantees of the contract, what the stipulations were for those to change a little bit, the language of exactly. the contract, because it just it gets worse and worse by the day. It doesn't look like there's any end in sight. No. And the New York Times report, I mean, it just terrible looks looks awful. Terrible. All right, um, let's hustle here. Newcastle Casino, top five stories of the day. Big story number two. Number two. Um, as you heard on the T-Row in the morning show this morning, the Sooner baseball team is in Blacksburg in preparation for tomorrow's World Series. I'm fun of my saying. I'm in the World Series tonight. Uh, Super Regional against Virginia Tech. Here are the start times, as we learned yesterday, 2 p.m. Central time on Friday and 11 a.m. on Saturday. Friday's game will be on ESPN2, Saturday's game on ESPNU, but we will have you covered on our flagship in Norman, 99.3 FM and 1400 AM, the ref, and uh, on our ref app. Simply go to the ref, did I say that right, ref app? Simply go to the app store and download the KREF app. It's going to be fun, man. Exciting times. I know they got a little presser. They've got to go through today, so hopefully the guys in the afternoon. Oh, you're in this afternoon, so you'll have a little bit of it this afternoon as Skip Johnson and crew get set for a showdown against a very good Virginia Tech team, which gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. 6.30 tonight, ESPN2, 6.15 pregame show on the Sooner Radio Network as Oklahoma is in pursuit of national championship number six. We'll hear from Patty Gasso, T.R.A. Jennings, and Jocelyn Allo when we come back. What a night. What a night last night for the Sooners. There's your top five stories of the day presented by Newcastle Casino. We're back with Patty Gasso postgame next right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Stick around. Luckily, we got out of it relatively un- unscathed. Um, but to be able to come back and answer with five the way we did just really was the way we wanted to start the game just you know, they punch first, but we punch back and we punch harder. And then the goal became, and I'm looking down and seeing that pretty much did score in every inning and continue to score as many or as often as we can. So I felt the pressure from the, our offense constant. James. Yeah, it's a really good point um, as we welcome you back into the Plank Show right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. With Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. Oklahoma Pride applied pressure all night long, comes away with the win, and now, I don't know about you, um, I feel really good for the Sooners heading into tonight. And I know that's a Captain Obvious kind of a statement, but Josh, when you do what they were able to do, you really I, – I, someone hit us up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 651-3439. That's 405 405- 6513439 and uh, it was along the lines of hey the importance of starting fast right and um i i feel like that this is like a captain obvious thing and i'm guilty of it sometimes too but you really get the, oh, here, here it is from the 409 409 where's 409 Having won game one the way they did, how important is it for OU to set the tone early, despite especially as visitors? I want to say the Sooners have been their best when they're the visitors, when they're in that visiting team's dugout. I don't know what it is, but think about the games. Just 
just in the postseason where they've been the visiting team so far this season. You ready? Um, the first time that they were a visitor in the postseason was the second game against Texas A&M on a Sunday. You happen to know how that game finished out? The final score was Oklahoma 20, Texas A&M nothing. They were then the visitors against UCF in game two. Final score, 7-1. to one. They, were, they were the visitors in the first game against Texas, and they won 7-2. to They were the visitors in the second game against UCLA and won 15 to nothing. In every single – let me double-check the UCF game real quick because my memory is bad. Yeah, in every single one of those games, the Sooners put something on the board in that first inning to set a tone. I think that's a pretty big key. Captain Obviousing here for you, Josh. I think it's a pretty big key. I'm going to say this, and this might be a wild overreaction. You tell me, okay? The way Oklahoma thrashed Texas last night, I'm so convinced they're winning this national championship. I think if Texas wins the next two games, to me that would be one of the greatest upsets in sports history. Ooh, wow. Ever. That's how confident I am that this thing's over tonight. And the body language of Texas, I mean, this thing's done. Here is a, a hodgepodge of players and the way things have gone so far yeah, for we Oklahoma. Come out every game just wanting to compete and do what we can on the field to get a win. So, Stalin Snow. I mean, I wouldn't say it surprises us because we come out ready to just compete. T.R.A.? Yeah, I think we're just so locked in within our preparation that each game, not like that we're expected to do it, but we know that we should be doing good things. We hold the expectations for ourselves. So I think every game we just keep that momentum and we keep that preparation and trust in our process and our plans that the good things will happen like that. Jocelyn. I wouldn't really say it surprises us, but it's definitely cool to see what it is that we can do as the stakes get higher and as the stages get bigger. Um, and... We just continue to keep our heads down and just do what we do. Jason. There you go. Oh, Jason Patak here from the – Oh, never mind. I thought they were going to get a hope in there too. There you go. Um, they're not surprised with what they're doing, and it's understandable. So, 6.30 tonight, 6.15 pregame show. Let's go. By the way – Go ahead. 4 409 area code. Beaumont, Port Arthur, Galveston. Ooh, Galveston. My best friend in uh, college, my fraternity brother, Robert Harris. Like, his dad ran that dog track down there. I say ran it, owned it, I think. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go to Galveston. I'm ready. Um, you want to wrap up with the best of the Air Comfort Solutions text line when we come back? I would love to hear from the people. Let's, let's give our final segment an actual segment. Again, tonight, OU looking for its sixth national championship in uh, program history. Fourth in the last six years. Incredible run. It's a Plank Show right here on The Ref. Dude, you see the uh, video of they given, of they given, of Kaylin Snow's mom getting the home run ball? It's pretty cool. I just retweeted it. I thought it was great. I don't, I haven't had a chance to talk to Taylor's mom a ton, but that's cool. She it's, was pretty, pretty, it was pretty cool. She's a little emotional. Oh, that's cool. Um, ooh, Kyle Porter reports that uh, Phil Mickelson 
sporting a black vest. So he's looking like the bad guy now. He's got a stash going on, too, which I think is the bigger report. (laughs) He's like, ooh, he's got a... You know, more than a five o'clock shadow situation. It's pretty wild. D- David from Norman had a really good point. He goes, I'm not sure what legal leg the suspended golfers have to litigate on. The PGA Tour is a private, not public organization. They have complete control over who their members are. These guys made their own bed when they chose the big money over the PGA Tour. Is the live going to create their own majors? Because for now, these guys are not going to be allowed in any of the current majors. Yeah, they are. Because the PGA doesn't run the the Opens. Yeah, the U.S. Open, and Phil was telling you, and he wasn't lying, the PGA Championship said, hey, you want to come play the event, you can come play the event. Phil Mickelson is playing the U.S. Open next week. Right. The PGA Tour has no control over that, and the legal legs that they have to stand on is the fact that, guess what? They are independent contractors through the PGA Tour. And guess what? When this goes to court, they're going to win. <laughs> Ooh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, I appreciate the 580. I uh, want to say what a great job you've done this year, season for the Mary Nutter to Hall of Fame Stadium. Thanks for covering the journey. From a fan that has listened every day from 9 to noon in every broadcast, thanks for making this amazing. Um, I know the girls are the ones doing this, but you're the bridge that connects us. My hat's off. Great job. Thank you. Um, now let's go get this natty. I only read that not because I wanted to kiss up to me, but because it was very kind. And and he or she sent it twice. Um, big bad wolf. That's not nice. Uh, let's see here. The OU softball team seems to have the it factor. In following some of the girls on Twitter, I've noticed their commitment to their faith. From Plank's perspective, does he see how that commitment and how has it influenced and shaped their team? Uh, it's, it's a good question because I'm watching the highlights right now. It's a good question because when you ask about their, their commitment and, and their faith, it's, it's pretty incredible. For instance, they're going to, if they win a title, they're going to celebrate and have fun, but they're not going to get in trouble. They're not going to be making fools of themselves. They just, they live it. There's, there's no BS to them. So, yeah, they're very committed to softball. And if they're not, then they've got a pretty scary leader in Jocelyn Allo that's like, you better get going. And a very successful and firm leader in Patty Gasso and JT and Coach Rocha. That'll make sure they're on the straight and narrow. So if you're asking me, do I see them living the the commitment to not just their faith, but also to this kind of love of softball, then yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dodger brain, uh, or Dodger Blaine, excuse me. How about the line drive that Tiari went up the ladder to get last night? Yeah, I didn't do justice on that. I didn't do justice on that call um, because that was a heck of a play. And it again, just another time when Texas is trying to get any momentum they completely and totally imploded. Uh, two more quick ones here. For the 918, can we get the W tonight? Before we start talking about the greatest team of all time, I remember the 2003 football team getting that talk at the end of the regular season, averaging over 50 points per game and then dropped the Big 12 title game to Kansas State and the BCS title game to LSU. The debate should be had after they won a championship. Don't you follow sports radio anymore? 
I mean, you don't do – no one waits for anything. I'm watching shows this morning, and they're asking if the, if the Warriors will ever be able to bounce back after losing a game on the road. It's just it's, – it's the reality of it. Um, did you hear what Ted said about that 2003 team the other day? No, I don't think so. What I think do you it say? Was on, I, I think it was on the, on the Oklahoma Breakdown podcast, and it was really good. It might have even been the episode I was on with him. And he made the comment that in 2003, you know, all that you – and maybe it was 02 leading up to it, but all you heard about was you're not doing this, you're terrible, it's this and that, you've got to be better, you're not where you need to be. And then all of a sudden there was like this um, – like a sports center or this in, in-depth piece where all the coaches are talking about how great they are. <laughs> and the player's like, what? what? They, they think we're good. <laughs> and – Again, it was it was just kind of funny when you think about the the mind games, and I mean that in the in the best way possible. But yeah, I think I think we're in good shape tonight. But I completely and totally feel that. And one more uh, from the eight hundred six. My first time to attend the women's college world series. Entire experience has been fabulous. And last night was indescribable. I feel like a little kid at Disneyland. What a joy to watch the Sooners play. Uh, they're a blast, man. They've been a blast all season long. Let's see if they can seal the deal tonight. We'll be on the air with a 6-15 pregame show, 6-30 first pitch. We've got complete coverage all day long right here on The Ref. Uh, not only will uh, Steelman and Thune at noon be all over it coming up right here on The Ref Sports Radio Network, but uh, Tyler and and you, right? You're in today? You and Josh? That's right. Yep. Are you and Tyler? Me and Josh. <laughs> you and Josh. Josh and I. Thanks to Joey Helmer. Thanks to you guys. Uh, really, really great stuff on the Air Comfort Solutions text line all day. Made the show fun. Good calls. Um, hopefully we had some good content. Had a great guest. We'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully celebrating a title. In the meantime, Steel Man and Thune and Noon are next right here on The Wrap. <laughs>